Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you get this. Thank you for uh, joining us for these webinars. And there's some things I'd like to share a little bit before we get into the webinar. Uh, one is I'd like to thank you for watching our stuff. Uh, we had a blessing in April. Uh, Paul has a way of finding out who's how many people are watching and all that. But in April this year was the highest we've had so far, 1 million watches in one month. So thank you if you're one of the 1 million. And if you're not, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, And I, I, that takes us to, I think, 32 million. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're at 32 million watches. So when God laid it on Paul's heart for us to go this direction, we had no idea what God would do. All we had is a bunch of videos um, and old ones at that. <laughs> and uh, and there was a market for them and people are blessed by the various ones. So thank you for joining us uh, for that. Well, I want to um, share with you this. I, I didn't sleep good last night and it's all your fault, um, but I I was really praying a lot about this message because uh, it's not a, it's a message that has a good ending, but getting there sometimes can be very painful. And the message is about Bethel and then going back to Bethel. And really understanding what is Bethel in the word of God. What, what is it? It's the house of God. It's a place. It's a place where you find God. But what gets you there is the hard part. Um, and so I prayed and, and God gave me the okay. I'm sharing a story with you that has never been told that I can remember ever sharing. In fact, some of my kids will be listening because they're involved in this. Uh, but they, um, they, they, they do not know the story of my going to Bethel. Um, <clears throat> I was in the army and enjoyed the army uh, and that's unique, but I wasn't killing anybody. Uh, I was taking blood. <laughs> <laughs> and some guys thought I was taking their life, but uh, I loved being an x-ray and lab technician. I loved being a part of bringing healing to sick people, and it was just a real blessed time for me. For some, it wasn't, but me, I really enjoyed the Army experience. And then I knew that God had called me out. We shared that with you before, how God called Marguerite and I the night we got engaged at church and went forward and dedicated our lives to be missionaries. Um, and not knowing what all that meant, I was in the army, I was in the army for another year before I got out. Well, we got out and, and I wanted to be a pastor. I had the wrong concept of pastors, um, you know, because of the way I held pastors up on a pedestal and, and it would never be offensive to a pastor or whatever. Um, and so I studied to be a pastor. Well, that took a lot longer than what we thought, uh, with one daughter 
starting Bible college and then two other daughters born while I was going through that really slows you down. So it took me quite a few years to get through the four year course. And uh, when I got out of Bible school, I was really excited, but then I couldn't find a place to go. Finally, uh, a place opened up in the mountains of California for a pastor. And uh, I was really thrilled. I went up there. I was the only one that qualified. So I didn't have a lot of, they didn't have a lot of people to choose from. It was me or nobody. <laughs> so they took me instead of nobody. And so <clears throat> we moved there. But we moved from Los Angeles, and this is up in the mountains, quite high. I forget, 4,400 feet above sea level. Uh, the summer, uh, we moved there in the summer, and their summers are very hot. You know, temperatures in the 90s or more. And you're up high in the mountains. The sun is a lot brighter than it was in Los Angeles, which we were down on sea level. Well, we made it through the summer. We, uh, the house we lived in was two shacks from the gold field that were put together to make a house. And then they added a kitchen in the back and a bathroom. Um, so we moved into this house and winter came. Now, being for almost 10 years in Los Angeles, we didn't have clothes for winter. So this is my trip to Bethel. Uh, I am, I've been there. I've tried really hard uh, to be a good pastor and I'm still a flatlander, which is not positive. Uh, I was being rejected by the people. So here I'm pastoring and my Bethel experience took place in my living room. I had, uh, we inherited this crummy crouch couch and had put blankets on it so that it would be decent. We'd have prayer meeting. Well, it was 15 below zero. We were in a blizzard. And so I'm sleeping on the couch next to the Ashley stove that ate uh, wood like people eat chocolates, you know? <laughs> trying to keep the family warm in a house with no insulation in the attic, ceilings, or floors. And so it's actually 15 below zero. The wind is blowing. Uh, this blizzard is, is going on, and I've had it. What am I doing here? They don't like me. I'm a flatlander. I can't help it. You know, I'm a, a city slicker. <laughs> and that's who I am. <laughs> Excuse me. That's who I am. And I was really contemplating quitting, walking away from the ministry. I want no part of it. Uh, my family, what are we going to do? They don't have any warm clothes, and it's below zero actual temperature. Uh, wind blowing, all this. What, what am I going to do with my daughters? Uh, we just don't have the money to buy clothes at all. Uh, one lady took pity on my wife because she didn't have a coat and gave her, she was a missionary, gave my wife $100 and said, you buy a good coat and I don't want you to spend one dime on anything else. Do you hear me? <laughs> You've got to go get yourself a warm coat because it's, it's just so cold. Uh so anyway, there we are. It's miserable. And I'll tell you, that usually is the preliminary 
to go to Bethel. To, to go to Bethel for the first time, or if you have to go again another time, it's everything is falling apart. It's not going as it should go, and you're ready to quit. And then God wants you to go to Bethel. And so I was laying on the couch, uh, you know, sort of sleeping, but not real sleeping because I didn't want the stove. So I had to keep feeding wood to the stove to keep that, that part of the house warm as best as we could keep warm. And so I was discouraged. I was down. I just could not see. I wasn't giving up on God, but I was giving up on serving him. I'll go back and do a job where I'm welcomed and someone says something positive or whatever. I mean, I had a real pity party going and uh, I didn't invite you because <laughs> you want to have those all by yourself. <laughs> So I, I was really down, uh, really discouraged with everything. I mean, you look out the window, you can't see anything because snow is blowing in a blizzard. So I couldn't see the car, uh, couldn't see the the street, I couldn't see the road, couldn't see the sidewalk. You know, wherever was the sidewalk, it's all filled in. And so when this blizzard stops, I'm going to have to go out there and shovel snow and all this stuff. And I'm not wanted anyway. So it just didn't make sense to stay, and I was ready to quit. So I um, am doing my pity party and figuring out how we're going to get out of there and where we'll go, and we're probably back to Los Angeles, and uh, I'll try and get a job, either go back to the hospital where I trained and, or whatever. Um, and I was having it all planned out. And God showed up. If, if you have been to Bethel, you when you meet someone that's been to Bethel, you know it and they don't have to tell you. You know that God touched them and they went through it and came through it. <laughs> they, they came through all that darkness you know, the bottom drops out of your life, all of that, but you came through it. And I remember God coming into that living room and touching me. Um, you know, the, I heard a guy sing a song called He Touched Me. When I heard that, it was many years later when I heard he touched me and all oh, the joy that filled my soul, I knew that that singer had been to Bethel. Uh, when you meet people that have been to Bethel, there's just a commonality between you that you made it through uh, all of the darkness and all. And so I'm being blessed of God. God didn't ball me out. I'm quitting. I don't want anything to do with your ministries and all this stuff. God just let me uh, vent. <laughs> he said, get it off your chest. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm not through with you yet. Just lay there and complain. And I did. And then God began to bless me. I've never been blessed like that ever in my life. Um, it, it, it became so strong. 
I had to ask God to stop. I can't handle this. I can't hold this. It's so wonderful. He didn't bawl me out. He didn't say, you shouldn't be there. You shouldn't think like that. You shouldn't act like that. All God did was bless me and bless me and bless me. And I can't explain it. Um, it's sort of like being at the ocean where a wave comes in and another. It was just like, that's all it was. God kept coming and blessing and kept encouraging me and touching me and, and spiritualizing me. I can't explain it. It's just, it was the, I've never had such a close encounter with God in my life as I had that encounter. Even my salvation wasn't any, this was so much way beyond a salvation experience that where God just really touched and blessed me. And um, so afterwards, uh, towards uh, about the middle of it, I asked God to stop. I, I said, God, I can't handle this. I can't hold this. It's too wonderful. I just am not able to hold all the blessing. It's just, it almost seemed like dangerous to be blessed anymore because I'm overflowing with joy and peace where I was a mess before. He never said a word. You know, you rotten, lousy kid. <laughs> That's how you treat me after I called you to ministry? No, he just loved me. And he loved on me. And uh, that Bethel experience was wonderful. I never even shared it with anybody before. Because it is, when you meet God that way, it's so special that it's like you're standing on holy ground and if people would sneer, because they don't understand, it would be like a knife in your heart. You don't understand, I'm telling you the most wonderful experience I've ever had with God and you're making light of it? You know, I can't handle that. I'm sorry, I just can't handle that. So I will not tell anybody. So I never told anybody. Uh, Marguerite saw a change in me from down and discouraged and, you know, at the end of self, which I needed to come to anyway. And just the joy of the Lord was my strength. And I've had that joy ever since. You know, that before that, the joy I had would have been, a, uh, I think, a candy bar. <laughs> Not a real touch of God. And so as you go through life and you meet people, you know, if you've been to Bethel, you know they've been there too. There's a camaraderie you don't even have to say. You just know, like when I heard that song and the fellow singing and how God blessed him and he couldn't handle the blessing. I mean, it's a song. I'm, I wish I could find it, but it is a song that belongs to Bethel of God's blessing and touching you. Excuse me. <laughs> well, one trip to Bethel may not be enough. And so with in scripture, when um, Jacob uh, first trip to Bethel, it's where he met God and he saw the angels. I didn't see any angels, but I wouldn't have been surprised. I mean, it was such a religious, I mean, such an experience in that blizzard that I would not have been shocked if I'd have seen angels on a ladder or shoveling snow or whatever. I, I, I would have expected something. It was so, such a deep moving experience. 
But you move away from Bethel. You move on. And I did. And then years later, <coughs> excuse me, I had to go back to Bethel. And so to Jacob in, in uh, Genesis 35. This time, he the first time he went, his brother was after to kill him. So that's a pretty <laughs> bleak experience. And this time he's going to meet his brother and he's not sure his brother won't kill him. So his brother is at the root of both Bethels for him. And the second Bethel, uh, he wrestled with God. And then he, as a token of wrestling with God, was a limp for the rest of his life. And so Bethels will make a permanent mark on you. you it, 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 it isn't just a little experience you walk away. It's a a very deeply religious experience. And I know there are people that I'm talking to that know what I'm talking about because you've had a Bethel experience where you came to the end of yourself. It just, that was it. If I can't go on, if God doesn't work in my life, I'm through, I quit. I'm out of here. It's not just an anger thing. It's much, much deeper. And God's blessing. And you know, I thought, isn't that interesting? Uh, I didn't always treat my kids that way when I would get upset when they were upset. <laughs> God didn't get upset. <laughs> Never bawled me out. He sure should have, but he didn't. He just loved on me. So you may have a Bethel experience, but I can tell you when you have one, it's so different and it's so unique. It's so deep that you don't want to share it with people that they may make light of it. And you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle anyone saying, uh, are you sure? And you know, all that stuff. Am I sure? Yeah. I was touched to the point. I cried out to God to stop blessing me. Um, so I hear listening to this video. Uh, there are people in the Bible that went to Bethel. If you're been to Bethel and you need to go back, if you go to chapter 35 of Genesis, it's his trip. Jacob got up to go to God. Um, and God told him, he said, Jacob, get up and go to Bethel. God told him to go there because he needed to wrestle with him, need to deal with stuff in his life if God is going to use him, um, who had his name changed. Um, so I, I, I know that if you're listening and you've been to Bethel, I understand that it's something that I've never, my children have never heard this before because it is so deep and it's so wonderful and have an encounter with the living God like that is, it's so life-changing. Um, and then to go back and that's when you start drifting because the blessings of God you need to keep in the word you need to keep walking with them or otherwise they begin to fade and that's what happens they fade and God says you need to go back to Bethel you need to go and meet with me again and but this time it may be a little more drastic for him it was drastic he wrestled with God uh, he 
I don't know if he was really what God's program for him, he really wasn't ready for it or willing and really wrestled with good about it. Uh, you know, meeting his brother and all of that kind of stuff. So I know I'm talking to people that maybe you have no idea what I'm talking about, but I am talking to others that have had a Bethel experience and maybe you need to go back. That a blessing of God is like candles. They don't burn forever. <laughs> you know, uh, you, you have to keep that ongoing relationship with the Lord to keep the, the joy and the, the sense of the presence of God in your life. And that begins to go and it can begin to go very slowly. And pretty soon, all of a sudden, it's like, what's happened to me? Where am I? Why am I out here? I'm becoming judgmental. I'm becoming critical. I, you know, I don't have any joy in my life. What has gone wrong? Well, I need to go back to the place of blessing. And so the, the reason uh, God told me to share this with you is that <clears throat> you may be one that needs to go back there. And if you haven't been there, you may want to ask God, why haven't you had a Bethel experience? I don't know. I hope you don't have to be like where I was because I, I was miserable uh, at that time. And I didn't expect God to show up. You know, why would he come? I was so upset with him. <laughs> uh, well, beloved, I, I was really, I prayed a lot about sharing this with you. Um, but in that song, that he touched me and he said, oh, the joy that flooded my soul. Uh, it was, you need that. You need another, maybe another flood uh, of, of where you're alone with God and he just pours out his heart and his blessing upon you. And uh, that song, if you can find it, and if it's on the web at all, and you hear that song, you'll know what I'm talking about because you can, because he's singing the experience where he's overwhelmed with the blessings of God and meeting with God. So I, I pray that this will encourage you. Um, someone's asked me, why, what do you pick? How do you pick what you pick? Well, I can tell you, I don't pick it. Uh, I read scripture, and if something seems to catch my attention as I'm reading, and I've read the Bible through many times, uh, so it's not like I'd never read that before. No, I've read about his experiences many times. But then I, I read in between, and then I read scripture, and it, that theme comes up again. Then I feel maybe that's what God wants me to share, it's because he brought it to my attention twice. And so most of the things that we share on a webinar are scriptures that God picked. And uh, this happened to be one that I had experienced, uh, a Bethel experience. Well, let's pray. Father, I thank you for the people that will be listening to this video. And Lord, if there's some that are 
discouraged and down. Really, it's it's more than just discouragement. It's like the bottom drops out. This is it's kind of like hopeless. I just feel so hopeless. I feel what's the point that and you're saying, oh, God, I need you. That's when you need him. And God will bless you. And I have talked to others that I knew had a uh, experience because it's the only one I've ever had. And I, I didn't know. But they all told me the same thing. They had to tell God to stop blessing them because they couldn't handle it. They couldn't hold it. It was just too, too wonderful um, to be able to try to experience that blessing of God that just, just kept coming and coming and coming. So, Lord, you know who's listening. If there's someone that's never had a Bethel experience, Lord, I'm not going to pray for their circumstances would drive them to one. But, Lord, that if they're in that, that they would go and just read in Genesis where a guy took a rock and made a pillow and then saw the angels going up and down a ladder. You know, and he was fleeing for his life. The bottom dropped out for him. Then later on, he was afraid his brother would kill him. And he had a second experience when he went back to Bethel and dealt with sin. So, Father, wherever the listeners are, if they haven't had one, Lord, if you see it, it'd be beneficial for them in their walk with you to bless them to where they have to tell you to stop because they can't can't handle it anymore. It's just too wonderful. Or if they need to have a touch, your touch on their life, Father, that they would cry out and say, Lord, touch me. I need you. So, Father, I pray that this video will be a blessing to those who have been there and those who are seeking a Bethel, in Jesus' name, amen.